Welcome to the Olam Podcast. This is John Edmiston. Welcome to the first episode of the Olam Podcast, where we talk about spiritual matters that are relevant to life. In this little series we're doing now, we'll be looking at solution-focused faith. How to have a faith that believes God for solutions to the problems of life and doesn't get bogged down in negativity and in details. Let me open in prayer. Father God, you are light, and in you is no darkness at all. You are a God of power. You are a God of salvation. You are a God of solutions. And you are a God of your word, the Bible, and your Son, Jesus Christ. Now open our eyes to the glorious things that we can behold in your word. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we'll be looking at solution-focused faith. Jesus was always moving towards the solution. In the middle of the storm, he didn't worry about the storm. He didn't do a weather analysis. He just stood up and said, peace, be still. He overcame the problem with the solution. When Lazarus passed away, he didn't worry about the fact that Lazarus was dead. He didn't do an analysis of why Lazarus died. He just moved to the solution and said, Lazarus, come forth, and Lazarus came forth. God is positive. God is light. God is a God of salvation. God's a God of solutions. He is a creative God. And you need to have solution-focused faith. Now let me turn here to some Bible verses that I've got up here on my computer, some verses from the book of Matthew. It'll just start our minds moving Uh, towards uh, understanding what solution-focused faith is like. So let's start with Matthew chapter 9, verses 28 and 29. And when he, Jesus, had come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be to you. Going a bit further along in the book of Matthew, Matthew 15, verse 28. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. So be it to you even as you wish. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. And in Matthew 17, when the disciples couldn't cast out a demon, this is what Jesus says to them. And Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, For I truly say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it shall move, and nothing shall be impossible to you. So here's solution-focused faith. Nothing will be impossible to those who have the solution-focused faith that believes God for miracles. So solution-focused faith is the opposite of problem-focused unbelief. When we get into the problem, when we just keep on looking at the black dot of the problem, when the problem fills our horizon, we get into unbelief, we get into questioning God, we get into all sorts of dark, envious, jealous, hateful, resentful places because the problem seems so big and we're so mad at God and so mad at ourselves and so mad at other people. If we focused on the problem, we get defensive. We get into all sorts of places we don't need to be fearful, anxious, and fretful. And our faith vanishes because the giants seem so big and we seem so small. 
But we know what Joshua and Caleb did. They went out and they said, God is big and the giants are small. They had solution-focused faith and they were ready to go into the promised land and eventually they did, while all the problem-focused people fell in the wilderness. So the solution-focused people, the people who believe that God has an answer, they're the ones that go into the uh, promised land, while the people who just dwell on their problems, they fall by the wayside spiritually. So we need to have solution-focused faith. We need to look at what God's going to do in that situation. So solution-focused people have faith and hope and move forward in life, whereas problem-focused people have doubt and unbelief and they move backwards in life and they stay stuck. So just think of two people who get a flat tyre. And we have problem-focused Pete, and he gets a flat tyre and he gets really angry about it. Why do I get a flat tyre? What happened to me here? There shouldn't be nails on roads. And he gets the media there and he has a campaign about nails on roads uh, and he's in the newspapers and he's on the TV and he's screaming and yelling and his face is red and he's still stuck by the side of the road. Nothing's happened because he's so angry all he can think about is his own problem and his own, uh, own rage. And that doesn't get us anywhere. The anger of man does not work the righteousness of God and focusing on problems just makes us angry and unpleasant. So we don't want to be like problem-focused Pete, do we? We don't get a, want to get wound up by our problems. So maybe there's another person called solution-focused Sam. So solution-focused Sam gets a flat tyre and says, hey, I've got a flat tyre. Life's throwing me a little curly problem here. What do I do? Oh, I find the solution. I've got a spare tyre and I've got a jack. And he goes out there and he fixes that spare tyre and he's on the road 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later, and he's happy as Larry. He's getting on with his life. He's moving forward. He's not stuck by the side of the road, raging and lashing out at people for putting nails on roads. And in life, we often have little difficult situations and we've got to be positive. We've got to find the solution and the solution is always found in God. And the solution is found in prayer. And the solution is found in the Bible. As I say, said before, God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. And that means God is positive, he's creative, he's loving, he's redemptive. And he has wonderful solutions for your life and for my life. If we trust him for them, they will come to pass. So when Jesus came across a problem, whether it was sickness, whether it was demons, whether it was a storm, whether it was... Uh, a, a huge problem among the disciples. Jesus did not focus on the problem. He focused on the solution. So when there was a storm, he just said, peace be still, and the storm was fixed. When Lazarus passed away, he said, went to Lazarus. He didn't analyze why Lazarus had passed away. He just said, Lazarus, come forth, and Lazarus came forth. Jesus always focused on the solution. He said, God's got a solution for this. God's got a solution for that demon. He didn't analyze why the demon got into somebody or their past history. He just said, come out in the name of Jesus. Come out. He would tell the demons to be quiet and to leave and they would come out with a word. When he comes up to a leper, Jesus doesn't analyze the leprosy or the cause of the leprosy or why that person got leprosy or why they had sinned. He just says, be cleansed. And the person became clean. So 
whenever we look at these things, we find solution-focused people all through the Bible. David and Goliath. Israelites are trembling, but David says, I've got a solution to that to that giant Goliath. I've got five stones. I've got a sling, slingshot. More than that, I've got the great and mighty God who's going to be on my side and has saved me from the bear and the lion. So wherever we go in the Bible, there are people who rely on God and say, God's got a solution for this, and we've got to be like that. When Paul was in the storm in Acts, uh, the book of Acts, in Acts 27, it was a terrible storm, uh, and he's being tossed about uh, in that storm, and he says, God's got a solution for this. Don't worry, we're going to be okay. An angel comes and speaks to him, and he tells people not to despair because Paul is the solution-focused person in the midst of a whole boatload of people who are problem-focused. So over and over we see faith has a direction, and the direction is the solution. We need to believe God for a great and mighty solution for wherever we're at. We need to believe that there is a good, wise, perfect, and powerful God that's interested in us, that knows our affairs, and that his long arm of power will be effective in our life if we stand still and trust God. The solution-focused Christian believes that God has a solution. He seeks God for it, waits on God for it, holds on to it by faith, and believes that God's going to turn up. Sometimes we get presented with suboptimal solutions by the devil. The devil gives us a quick solution. The wrong person to marry, the wrong house to move into, the wrong uh, job to go to. And we snatch at this, say, well, it's, it's not really what I wanted, but... And we go for it and we end up in a huge tangle. The boss, the, the boss at the job we just jumped into turns out to be a monster. The house we buy when it's uh, uh, we're in a rush and we know it's not really what God wants, but we couldn't find anything else. It turns out to be full of termites or something and it's a real problem place. Some people marry out of desperation and loneliness and they end up in a terrible marriage as a result. We've got to wait on God. We've got to wait on God's solution. And the devil's always trying to give us some crazy thing instead or to drive us into problem-focused despair. God's solutions are good. Believe that what God has for you is good. God is a good God. Just look at the dolphins and the seagulls and the eagles. Just look at the way that God arranges everything from ants' nests to the way that honeybees build their hives and things like that. God has a good place for each of his creatures and he has a good place for you and he has a solution for you. God loves you, God cares for you and his long arm of power works everywhere for good and his justice protects all our interests. Faith knows that God is wise and creative and has wonderful perfect solutions that he can reveal to those who believe. If you look at the book of James it says if you lack wisdom Pray for wisdom, and God will give you that wisdom, and he won't lecture you. He won't give you reproach. He won't say that you're dumb. He just says, okay, here's your answer. Here's the wisdom that you need for your situation. And God's the God of shalom. He's the God of perfect peace. He's the God that wants to create a beautiful future for you. It, right throughout the Bible, God creates uh, what I call flourishing ecosystems. I know that's a fairly long word, but, but what I mean by that is from the Garden of Eden right through to the Eternal City, 
God creates places where everyone flourishes, every animal flourishes, and every tree flourishes. Everything about the Garden of Eden was beautiful and good. Everything about the millennial kingdom that we see where the lion dwells with the lamb is beautiful and good and nothing gets harmed. And certainly in the eternal city uh, where there's leaves for the healing of the nations and the water of life and things like that, everything is flourishing and good and beautiful. and There's no more crying or sickness or pain or death or curse. So God wants to create flourishing ecosystems. That's always his answer, is to create a place and a people that know his joy, that know his love, that know his peace. And he wants to bring us into those flourishing ecosystems. And the way we get there is through faith. We've got to believe that God has a solution. And we need to be confident that God is working all things to work for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So faith walks in solutions. Faith walks towards solutions. Faith believes that they're there even if you can't see them. That God's invisible and sometimes his solutions are invisible, but there's going to be a solution there. And at this moment in my ministry, as I'm starting the Alam podcast, I believe it's part of a God solution. And as I walk into this, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know where this podcast is going to go. I don't know who's going to listen to it. But I'm stepping out in faith with this podcast and saying, hey, I think this is from God. I think this is going to go somewhere. So I'm going to believe God for listeners as I sit here in my office and speak these words into a microphone. And faith comes into solutions, into situations that are desperate, that are humiliating, the wedding that runs out of wine, and Jesus speaks and the water becomes wine. And it's all fixed up pretty quickly and pretty easily. So where are we going here? And what's the lesson for you and for I? The first lesson is to believe that there is a solution and to write it down and to get it in front of your mind. Stop worrying about the problem and say, what's the solution to my problem? Even if it's urgent, even if it's a financial problem or a relational problem, something that's completely knocked you sideways, stop looking at the problem. It's not going to be solved by looking at it. It's going to be solved by solving it. And in order to solve the problem, you need to find the solution and take the necessary steps to get there by faith that God's going to move you towards that solution. So say that your credit card bills are out of control and you're struggling. So what do you do? You say, God, what's the solution to these credit card bills? Give me wisdom. And he might say, stop spending. He might say, cut up your credit cards. He might say, roll them over into some sort of lower interest alternative. I'm not going to give you financial advice here, but there's lots of ways you can deal with that credit card situation. Talk to a financial advisor. Talk to people that know about money. Start taking the steps and say, God, help me to take these steps. Help me to find a solution to the credit card mess. And step by step as you walk into it and you believe that you'll receive some extra income, you believe that you'll be able to cut down on your expenses. You believe that you're going to receive wisdom from God. And you believe that this is going to be solved, that your life is not going to be wiped out by that problem. Because the devil wants to create catastrophic worry in your mind. He wants you to believe that it's all over, that it's all finished, that it's not going to work out. He wants you to focus on the problem, to feel mad at yourself, to feel mad at God, to feel mad at other people, and to go into a very dark place. 
So you're not going to listen to the devil. You're not going to get mad at people. You're not going to get alienated from your church. Uh, uh, you're not going to give up on God. Instead, you're going to say, God, you've got a solution to this, and I'm going to believe you for that solution. And you write the solution down in detail. Start seeking God and start writing down the picture of what a good solution looks like. If you're praying for a husband or a wife, write down what the perfect person looks like, what a solution to your loneliness looks like. What's the perfect person for you? And we're not talking about a supermodel or someone like that, but what's the right person for you in your walk with God? And if you're a Christian, that person's got to be a Christian. You understand that. So you've got to believe that God has solutions. And that's where we're going with today's podcast. Just the simple fact that we need to be solution-focused, not problem-focused. That when you believe in God, you're not worrying about some problem. You're bringing that problem towards the Lord and you're saying, God, you've got a solution. Show me the solution. Bring me into the place of peace. You don't want to be in the place of frantic worry. You don't want to be worrying about what you will eat and what you will drink and what you will wear. But instead, you're going to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So the place of peace is the place where you've latched onto a solution from God. You're believing for it, just like Abraham believed God for Isaac for 25 years and then Isaac appeared. He believed God without wavering. He believed in the promise of God and that God had a solution and that solution would come in its place perfect time because God has a time for solutions. Now obviously some things we can't wait 25 years for but God knows that and he has a perfect time and a perfect plan to sort all these things out. So faith for ministry finances means believing that God will reveal a financial solution and faith for evangelism means that believing God will lead us to people to get saved uh, and so we find out that there's a, a tremendous number of solutions. Where faith for healing means we can see the healing happening. We believe there's a solution. The solution might be a prayer solution. The solution might be a doctor. The solution might be some exercise or diet change. But there's going to be a solution. And so we're going to set our spirit, we're going to set our hearts and minds on God's power and we're going to set it on God's promises and we're going to believe that God has an answer, that God has a solution. And it's a very simple thing to get into people's minds, but it's a difficult thing for us to move towards. We need to take a spiritual perspective on life rather than a worldly perspective. We need to take a solution-focused, powerful perspective on life. So that's today's lesson. That's today's Olam podcast. Your faith needs to be solution-focused. God has answers for you. God will be gracious to you. God's sacrificed his son Jesus on the cross so that you could be saved. And with him, he will give you all things. And all things means all solutions that you need in your life. So move towards God and believe that God has solutions. The direction of your faith and of your life is to wise, creative solutions. Be a spiritual entrepreneur. Believe that God's got the answer and you've got the get up and go. So get up and go and believe the word of God. Now just let me pray.
pray for you right now. Father in heaven, I pray for every person listening to this podcast that you will give them solution-focused faith, that you will overcome their doubts and their worries and their unbelief, and you will give them faith in your goodness, faith in your power, faith in your sovereign hand, and they won't panic anymore, but they'll seek to have solutions from God. I pray that you will solve their problems, and I pray that you will teach them that you're a good God, and their faith will grow, and they will have solution-focused faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm.